You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Twitter at lock, at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1XCX. And the email address for the show is Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app. Put that on your smartphone and you can listen to us or the Alabama games or anything that you'd like there, anywhere you go. We've had people listening uh, overseas uh, on the app. It's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build your new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about. And there's no better product to build with than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot. Fungal decay and termite attack, so your project will last for years to come. Head on down to that local dealer, and remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Getting closer to football uh, tomorrow, uh, a big game. Uh, Oregon takes on Washington, uh, Dad, on ABC. A lot of people think the winner of that game is in. Uh, some people think some of these one-loss teams should be ahead of Oregon. Um, so we'll see what happens, uh, in that particular game. Also today, we got JC at the bottom of the hour. Blue plate special will be released today as well. So I don't know if he's decided on that, but, uh, anyway, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm okay. Uh, trying to decide on that one. I'm not sure. Last night, uh, four to three, uh, Arkansas, Georgia, and Auburn won for the SEC. Uh, Auburn had a good game from Broome. We got 30 points or something like that. Georgia. Just got by Florida State by two, and Arkansas and Duke in a real battle. Um, Arkansas won that one, eighty to seventy-five. Tennessee got off to a terrible start against North Carolina. Didn't shoot it very well. Got down twenty. Uh, came back uh, and, and did a good job. I watched a lot of it, but don't care for the announcers, so I switched. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, is really. Struggling there, the home team last night, they got beat 80-62. They're, as I said, one of the bottom four teams in the league. Um, and, of course, in the Auburn win, the 74-57, good crowd there, and a good home court advantage for them. It ended up 7-7, seven and 4-3 seven, uh, uh, each night. And uh, um, I don't know, you know, it looked, looked like it was uh, uh, maybe the, the best teams in the in the SEC were one and four. The ones that we thought were good, the best teams. The overall, of course, was, was ten and four. So that's about it. Quarterback trading is all we hear. Max Johnson, the left hand quarterback uh, who went to uh, the Aggies from LSU, is going to North Carolina. Uh, KJ Jefferson says he's going to enter the transfer portal. That Bobby Petrino we saw Bobby. Uh, they threw the camera on Bobby and the head coach last night, but says he's leaving. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, says he's uh, 88 out the gate going pro. Uh, Roddy Leonard, uh, actually from Fairhope, Alabama, 
uh, played at Duke, is said to be uh, interested in Auburn and one other. Don't know what will happen there. Um, and the, the, I think the backup quarterback at Florida says he's transferred too. So just keep that keep that in mind as you go through. The quarterbacks are trying to all dissatisfied and, and not real happy. Um, I'll have a blue plate for you at the end of the show. Not sure exactly which one yet, but uh, that's, that's what I'll do. And that's really uh, about all. All right. Um, do you think uh, – I'm very shocked that Arkansas rehired Bobby Petrino. Uh, do you think uh, – was that Sam Pittman's idea or did they force him to do that? Especially where there are a lot of people when they – Gave Sam Pittman the vote of confidence that he would be back, and then they played so bad uh, in that last game. Thought that the administration may change their mind. Um, do you think he was? Did he have any say so in this hire? Did, uh, did Sam did, Pittman? Did, uh, no, <laughs> I don't he think much. I, I think I think the, I think the say so, and of course you get all kind of guessing on radio stuff. I think the say so is we're going to we're going to have to be better offensively. We've got a chance to get Bobby back, and I think that's what we ought to do. And I think um, I think uh, Sam said okay. <laughs> uh, he you know he's I, I think the biggest thing is the, the recruiting this year. That you can't really tell whether Arkansas is having a very good year recruiting. Doesn't seem like they are. Florida stole somebody last night from Ohio State. Um, recruiting wise in football, but uh, I would say to answer your question that uh, they kind of told them that's what they were going to do. I don't know that the athletic director there was one of two that were was looked at at Auburn to see who you know see if they interested him. But of course they chose John Cohen. But uh, I, I I think that that uh, they kind of showed it, don't they? <laughs> uh, Tyler Wilson, they played quarterback there. He's out. So there's uh, there's been a lot of. Disp- Fair among the entire Arkansas fan base the last couple of years, but as soon as Bobby Petrino's name came back up, he said his phone started blowing up immediately. And he said season tickets will go up. Uh, was Bobby Petrino's offense? I know it was good at Arkansas, and he was doing good there before that situation. I mean, I didn't think he set the world on fire this Not year either. at Texas A&M. It didn't look no. like it didn't look like no great offense to me, but. Uh, um, he's he's out at A and M, and Duke coming in bringing their own people. So I don't know who Duke's going to bring in, but he's out at A and I I don't know, Barry. I think you're right. I don't think he was any great, any great, had any great deal. Of course, it's the players that win the games, and you do your best to get them in the right positions. Uh, but uh, Arkansas will be probably selected last next next year. Next year's deal, which doesn't really matter. It's for how you finish, not how you selected. So, um, I failed to mention, and I, I failed to mention that your game tonight with uh, a with a team out of Decatur uh, should be a very interesting game because they're, I guess, ranked. They're seven A and you're six A, so it should be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah Austin Decatur. Um, you know, Buckhorn who. Clearly was the best team in 6A who wanted, who's got the kid, Caleb Holt, who is, he's a sophomore. He's ranked, I think, as a top 10 player in the nation. So they were picked to win 
six a again, but Austin beat them ten last week. Uh, the only games they lost are Huntsville. Beat them. Huntsville's really good. So, uh, really athletic team. It should be uh, if we can do our part. Uh, you know, it'd be a humongous challenge. Let's just put it that way for us. But excited to kind of see uh, where we are in um, in this particular game. All right, we'll get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline and get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Tom. <clears throat> morning, Coach. Morning, Barry. How are y'all this morning? Good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, you want you, you want to hear some gossip on Arkansas? Sure. Yeah, sure. Well, here's what I found out, <laughs> and this is kind of like third hand, Coach. I know you don't like that, but it's still worth. Right. I, I thought it was worth uh, a phone call, but I found out that the Arkansas fell apart. Uh, this year because of the NIL in the locker room mm. that KJ Jefferson was getting like a big old check and nobody else was getting anything. And so the players kind of revolted on, uh, on the coaches and everything else. And now KJ Jefferson's in the transfer portal. Yeah, that might be true. I have no idea, but that, that's gossip. I think. Well, no, I'm just telling you, this is kind of like. Hey, I'll call in. Let's kick it around, kind of stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I don't think uh, KJ. I think it's, he went out yesterday and said he hasn't made his decision yet. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I mean, a lot of people are expecting him to go in uh, because uh, I think it was a kid from out west. He said he was going in, and he got ten offers of a million dollars from. I uh, got offers of a million dollars from ten different schools. Really? Yeah, I, I read that one. Yeah. I don't and understand I think how these. I think it was a quarterback from Washington State. I don't understand how these people, like the the head coach for Nebraska, said for a good transfer quarterback, it's a million to million five. I mean, how are they paying? How are they justifying not let this be part of recruiting? And paying these guys a million and a half, what what are they doing to get the million and a half, Tom? Well, I'll give you. Can I give you an example? Yeah. The NIL budget at SMU is four point five million dollars annually. Okay. They pay they pay most of their starters a base of twenty six thousand a year. What okay. Do they, what do they do to earn it? Donations. Now, no, no, here's no. another one. No, no, no. What does the player do to earn it? Sign the scholarship. And uh, huh? then uh, Memphis, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Is, so, so that's name, image, and <laughs> no, likeness. I sign the no. scholarship and I get money? You know those coaches out there saying, if you come here, we can get you this. You know that's going on. It's going on. But I'm saying, now, how Memphis, are you? How are you justifying giving it to them? They're supposed to do something to earn it, correct? Well, no, they don't. I mean, you're what? going the high road. That, that's not going on, Barry. Well, how's that you legal? Know, how's that legal? It ain't. <laughs> Why are we Whatever. Not? How much of a recruiting's ever been legal, by the way? And um, but uh. Here, here's another one. Memphis University, their NIL budget is 450000 Now, Pusey, Fred Smith, owner of FedEx, you know him? His son is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. 
Fred Smith is a billionaire. He's a FedEx. You know who I'm talking about now? I know FedEx. Yeah, yeah I, I know yeah. Fred Smith. Sure do. He, uh, you know, he 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 funds uh, the St. Jude uh, golf, and I mean, he's all in and in, in Memphis trying to make it a better place and all this. But he committed. Now listen to this. One. He committed $50 million to Memphis University on Tuesday. Him and his son, I think his son, uh, the one in uh, FedEx is Rick Smith. They made a commitment of $50 million to uh, Memphis University. Now, I'm hearing that uh, in this same rumor about this one that came out about Arkansas, that a portion of that is going to go to help them the athletic department with that NIL. Yeah, Fred Smith gives a lot of money to some people, to some teams. I know that. All right, there we lost Tom. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't understand. Uh, and it's such hutch hush. Like, you're not supposed to be used in recruiting. It's not supposed. You're supposed to do something to earn it. You're not supposed to pay them some outrageous wage. But yeah, we keep talking about these guys making over a million dollars. My question is, Dad, I, what are they doing to earn it? They just give it to them? How's this work? Um, they get the assistant coach to be sure that they're paid each month. But I'm saying, what, what are they doing to earn it? Anything? Because they they're a good player, well, they get it now? They're earning it because somebody else is trying to recruit them and they're trying to get them. But they don't have to do anything in order to get the money. They just get it. Yeah, they just get it. Yeah, my understanding. Mm, pretty good deal. All right, uh, anybody knows how to get it, why they get it, and how they're getting around it, let me know. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. 205-391-0034. They'll come to write to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport or 4851 Rice Road to get those game day outfits ready. Let Royal help you. 205 391 Zero zero three four. This is Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Thursday morning accident-free. Everything looking good on the roadways. Now, if you do see conditions throughout the morning that folks need to hear about, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. We told you earlier this week about the plans for the youth sports facility in Northport. Its development is forcing the annual Kentuck Arts Festival to find a new location. In a written statement, the city of Northport said it has been the proud host of the Kentuck Festival for the last 52 years. And the city council has worked diligently in its commitment to coming to a resolution with Kentuck to retain the festival. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. It's free throughout the day. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Philip M. Name Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, the high for this afternoon around 61, becoming cloudy tonight with rain moving in below 47. Tomorrow and Saturday, cloudy, rain likely both days, maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from great southern. You want to build, build, let's go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, get to Philip. We got Pat and then Digger. All right, good morning, Philip. How are you? Hey, man. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, hey. Good luck tonight. Hey, I was just going to tell you, Auburn is the only team that scored on Alabama uh, every quarter this year. So I definitely think Georgia's got the capability of doing that. And that's where Alabama's got to try to get some tightness on defense and, and, and really, really play excellent on defense. Cause that's where this game's going to be won or lost right there is, uh, not being able to tackle, not being able to cover and giving up cheap plays. So Auburn, uh, um, did, they were the only team that scored in every quarter. Alabama's got to have a defensive game. Like what they put together against Tennessee, uh, after Tennessee sort of got all over us, uh, they've got to have a good, uh, effort against, um, their receivers because they're awesome. Yeah, I think the other key is I, I think Kirby and his staff do a terrific job of uh, confusing the quarterback. Uh, they don't know where you're coming from, how many are coming. They affect the quarterback. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Milrow, basically, I guess the last four games only had one turnover. Uh, I think they're gonna, uh, try to pressure this guy into some mistakes. Uh, and if one defense that can make him make mistakes, I think it's Kirby, a Kirby Smart led Georgia defense. Uh, will Jalen Milrow have any turnovers in this game, Philip? I think that's gonna be a humongous key. Oh, he, he, he just can't. He just, he simply, he can't. I mean, he's just, it's out there. I mean, it can, it can happen. And, Kel, and uh, the, Carson Beck can turn it over, but, but Alabama's got to play as close to perfect a game as you can get. And I think a lot of the fans are focused on our offense, but our defense has got to really be incredible, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, you gotta be great on both sides of the ball. And you can't have these silly mistakes where you just snap the ball and the quarterback's not looking and, uh, silly penalties. So that's what done. We'll play the David Pollock, uh, clip later on. But you know how he went out and said he thinks Kirby Smart's a better coach right now than Nick Saban because his team's more disciplined and doesn't make as many mistakes. That part he's probably right about the discipline and doesn't make as many mistakes. As Alabama does, uh, so we'll see what happens on Saturday yeah. with all the pressure uh, that goes with the SEC championship, but also uh, trying to make the Final Four. Hey, Barry, I was going to tell all the people in Tuscaloosa that are going to the game, the best thing to do is just get on water and, and take the blue line, the blue line train, just take it all the way to the World uh, Congress Center and Phillips Arena and get off right there and you're there. Yeah, don't get in your car in Atlanta. Thank you, Phil. All right, Thank you. get down to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Pat in. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, is Coach Sanderson still with you? Yes. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. All right. Yeah, Coach, man, uh, on this, uh, this cost of attendance is how a whole lot of that money is getting passed around. I was reading the other day where that, oh, there's a number of these larger schools, what it cost of attendance is in the $30,000 range that they're giving these guys a piece on top of uh, their scholarship. And 
I mean, that's just like, you know, here. That's, that's, not, that's not true. The school cannot do that. They'll get, they'll give what you, they they'll give you equivalent of what the scholarship is. So yeah, like if you're living off campus, uh, you yeah. get an office campus check for the living. Uh, most of them eat, like here, they'll eat most of their meals in Bryant Hall, not Bryant Hall, in their dining facility on the weekends. If they don't feed them, they can give them a food check. And then they have this, uh, deal called the Austin money, which they get about 3000 a semester, uh, above what they get with their scholarship. Now, the NIL stuff, the cost of attendance money the schools get them has nothing to do with NIL. Yeah, I understand that. That they have anything to do with it. But it was saying that some of these schools was up to uh, up to over $30,000 that they were giving the kids above their uh, scholarship. What does and, the, what's the definition of cost of attendance? I don't, I'm not sure about exactly, that. Exactly. I mean, they have, uh, that could be... Oh, almost anything they want it to be. I well, would they, think it's a. They've come up with a figure what it costs for room, board, uh, travel, like back and forth to where you, where you're from. Just you know your overall expenses when you try to get a loan. These people get loan. They try to fact. There's a number they put on that uh, that, that yeah, these uh, guys can get. When when my son was being offered scholarships by certain universities, they even told they'd even pay for all of him to have all of his. Oh, clothes sent to the laundry and to be, uh, uh, pressed and ironed and whatever he wanted. Oh, well, and behind the, behind the scenes, we've caused ourselves a huge mess. Yeah. Because and parents, I, parents get involved. The, the players get jealous of each other. If what Thomas said is true, I'm sure it is. In yeah. Arkansas, and, uh, it, it, we're in but, a mess. Uh, I think that that's what's happened in Arkansas, uh, that, uh, CJ is, uh, does appear to be leaving. He met with Bobby Petrino, uh, whatever how you say his last name. But, uh, and then anyway, he, uh, but it was just briefly and it does look like he's going to move and he will, uh, command a pretty big salary to wherever he's going. And I'm hearing that, uh, Auburn's possibly a destination for him in South Carolina. Oh, you know, as far as that goes, but oh, there's lots of schools out there that need a big quarterback, oh, like that that can run and throw a little bit. And it could have been that his sacks and that and that and his interceptions because of being hurried could have been because of the offensive line not being happy. But then you got to look at the Hunt brothers over there in Arkansas and John Tyson and uh, <clears throat> the Walmart boys. They got more. Uh, disposable income and Carter got little liver pills if they decide they want to buy a football team. There is no stop in Arkansas. Do y'all not agree with that? Yeah, but if I were Arkansas, I'd yep. say I, we were one and seven with him. Let him go. Let's find something. It ain't like he, <laughs> they were one and seven with this guy. So, um, you know, they may say, but, hey. but, but it was because I think it was because of the rest of the dissension on the team, though. Yeah, probably. Which, probably. Is, which is the coach's fault. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. Okay, all right, guys. Y'all have a blessed Thanks, day. Pat. There's no stopping them if they want to go. There you go. All, all right. right. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know the location of Arkansas. We, I don't think people are dying to go to northwest Arkansas, to be quite honest. So they may have a lot of money, but I think still think they got an uphill battle in recruiting. All right, to the uh, Yellowwood hotline, get Digger in. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. Yeah, you know, I get an alert on my phone whenever Tom calls. Oh, really? I got to clean up. Yeah, I got to clean up this mess. Right, so what up. is it that you don't understand about the paying the players at SMU? Surprise, surprise. They've been doing it for years. They're, the, they're just as bad as Auburn when it comes to paying players. But 
Texas pays its offensive line $50,000 a year. And guess what? What do they do to get They're it? Worth every penny. What do they do to get it? So, what do they do to get it? I mean, are they, they just an offensive line? So that's all they it's have to do. signing bonus. That's all they have to do. Yeah, but what? Come on, you got to be a five-star. No, I'm saying, but there's no... Yeah. You don't have to go and do some appearances and do some things to earn the 50. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I stand corrected. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, there are, but keep in mind, these are charitable events. Sure. Perfect example, Arch did it. Okay. Okay? Huge sum of money for bringing in a quarterback. $1.5 for a quarterback is nothing, Barry. Mm-hmm. They're worth every penny. I promise you that. I, look, I'm not all about paying players either, but you, you got to really set your mind to the value of each player on that team. Guess what? Quarterback is the highest paid player on the team. How much? Do you Alabama, not agree? How much Alabama? I heard Alabama paid a lot to get Tyler Buckner. Is that worth it? Oh my God, you got screwed! <laughs> but uh, Milrow's worth one point five. I know that. <laughs> Next year he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you go. Thank Bye. you, Digger. Thanks, dear. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll take the break here. Uh, thank you, Digger. So they get the, the offensive lineman. That is true. They have somebody say every offensive lineman gets 50000 So I guess that they have, you know, some responsibilities. They got to go uh, for, to some charity events, go to uh, birthday parties, signing events, or whatever to earn that 50000 So I'm sure it's not a lot to do. But uh, anyway, they're getting a two-minute truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That's two-minute truck mover who cared. JC is next. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home. Of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look seeing some congestion on Skyland at 69 South. No other problems, but if you see conditions, of course, give me a call 205 886 8886. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I we talked to JC in a while. I guess we were off uh, last week for Thanksgiving. So we'll get right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's the owner of the bigspur.com, uh, several different podcasts. Uh, one with Mike Morgan uh, joins us every Thursday. JC Sherbert. Good morning, JC. How are you? How was the Thanksgiving? It was good, very nice. Uh, we actually uh, celebrated on Friday. We we went to her parents' house because the kids were going with their dad on Thursday. So nice, relaxing Thanksgiving, good rivalry weekend, and uh, excited and ready to go uh, for championship week. Yep, that. Uh, we had a lot of calls. Have gotten a lot of calls today about the 
the uh, disgruntled uh, people at Arkansas because they gave the quarterback too much money. Uh, and also the money that they're giving everybody. Uh, you're you're involved in a lot of that stuff as far as knowing the recruiting. Can you talk about that a little bit to our listeners about what's going on behind the scenes with these kids? Well, you're seeing, uh, you know, Arkansas specifically, if you noticed the other day, they combined their operations and actually outsourced it to a third party. So I don't, you know, Without getting into like rumors, I cannot verify. I, I think that they, their fortunes in the NIL have maybe taken a turn, probably related. And this is what happens when you're, when you're really booster focused. Um, you know, your boosters get mad. I mean, if you watch Arkansas play Missouri at all, I'm sure y'all did. Y'all see that game? Yeah. Did that, look, did that look like a program that was in anything but disarray? I mean, almost, they almost started a brawl two or yeah. three times. Yeah. Uh, and the kids, and then like you start reading this week, I've got, you know, I get their email alerts from our very good Arkansas website and everybody's hitting the portal again. I mean, and, and they, they, they're a program that tends to lose 10 or 12 guys and then they'll get 10 or 12 guys. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know that it's about money necessarily with KJ. Uh, I do know that uh, I've kind of been told what he was making out there and it, it was pretty, pretty penny. I mean, not NFL money, but it's, it's it's pretty good. I mean, and for a quarterback, this is accomplished just him. It's probably fair uh, for Arkansas to pay that. Now, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about him coming to South Carolina. I can tell you right now, they're not. That's not going to. I'm probably not going to happen. I mean, he. Uh, they have a kid that's ready to go for next year. That's uh, better than KJ, quite frankly. So you know, I think that. Uh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Now, would a place like Auburn be interested in him? Probably so. Uh, you know, but uh, last I heard on that, Arkansas is really trying to keep him. Uh, my question, though, becomes this. Does he fit with what Bobby Petrino runs on offense? I don't know. I thought, I thought it was a square peg in a round hole with what they were trying to do this year with Enos. Enos ends up getting fired. You know, I think what Kendall Browse was doing with him was probably the best type of system for him, and that's not what Petrino does at all. So I don't know. You know, that's a, that's an interesting thing. I like KJ Jefferson a lot. I think the kid plays with heart and he's a warrior. He's my type of player. Um, but the money and the system fit and all that good stuff, it's tough. And it, it, it seems like I feel bad for Arkansas fans because I, I really like that fan base, but it's just like all of a sudden after all the good that Sam Pittman did, you're back to square one. And quite frankly, their game today reminded me of the Chad Morris era. You know, it just wasn't sad. So um, we'll see sort of what happens with that. But I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody out in Arkansas, I mean, has deep deep enough pockets where if it's money, they'll keep him around if they really want him. Uh, Matt Rule comes out and says, I guess for a good quarterback, it's a million to a million and a half. My question is, how, how do you do it? How do you do this, J.C.? Um, is these kids, uh, are they promising them this? Do they have to do anything when they get there to get this one point five million, whatever the whatever the number is? Um, I, I, I just don't understand. Like, that's one question. Number two is like Jalen Milrow, uh, his pass in the end zone. Oh my God! Now, should Alabama? I asked this yesterday. Should they pull him in and say, "Look, this is worth." 
you know, I don't know how much it's worth, but don't let people get to you. They're trying to sell T-shirts, and, and they're going to keep half of it. Like, you need to really get with the right people. He's Here's who you need to get with these people. Because no, what is that pass worth, J.C., that one pass right there? If he, if he markets it properly, do these schools help these guys in situations like this or and able to capitalize on what they've just done? That's true, yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's true NIL to me. Exactly. In situations like that, you nailed it, Barry. I mean, uh, and that's what kind of some of these people that work on NIL in-house are supposed to accomplish for you. They're supposed to guide you in the right direction. So you're not and, – and the bad part, I guess the worst part about NIL for me, besides the fact that it's kind of disrupted the game and the normal flow of it, uh, is that there are a lot of bad actors out there. And, and they're not interested in kids making money. They're interested in lining their own pocket. And – uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, there are, there's just a lot of people out there like it. I, mean, I get emails from companies every day that literally started their own division with NIL, and they're just looking to make money. They want it as revenue, as their own revenue stream, and that that violates the spirit of it. So, yeah, I, you got to be careful. You don't want uh, Johnny Q T-shirt company to come in and and take seventy five percent of what's yours when you can probably partner with somebody that's above board and get it for cost, you know, or get it for just a little bit over, you know, uh, labor and cost or whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I think that just knowing the way Alabama's run, I'd be shocked if there weren't people there saying, hey, you need to you need to take a look at this. But, yeah, that passes worse. That passes – that's the dangest thing. I mean, I was in the stands for second in 26, Georgia, <laughs> and I, I thought that was probably the best play, Alabama play I'd ever see. Um, by God, that pass to the end zone was something else. I was, if I were an Auburn fan, man, I, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes being a South Carolina guy, you sort of get jealous. You're like, man, I wish I pulled for Auburn or LSU. This is one day I would never want to be an Auburn fan because of that. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That. What is it going to take, uh, in this game with Georgia for Alabama to win? And if they, if they do win, the second part of the question, if they were to win, Will they jump everybody and, and will they jump the Texases and the one regardless and, and be in the final four? I don't know, man. They were eighth. Yeah. In the rankings. You tell me that's the eighth best team in the country? I don't think so. I mean, they're probably fourth or third, but, uh, so I don't know. I mean, how much does, I mean, snapping a, what, how many games does Georgia won in a row? 30? How 29. much does snapping a 30, 29 game win streak matter? You know? Uh, to the committee, and and I don't, I don't really have a lot of faith in them. I think I think they're valuing the wrong things again. Uh, you know, I I just I don't know. Um, what's it going to take to win? I think Milrow with his legs. I think that's an X factor, um, and I think Georgia's health is a factor too. You know, they were missing about four guys against Georgia Tech. That game was closer than it's been in de- a decade, but um, or since Paul Johnson. Beat them with the triple option in Kirby's first year, but uh, you know they were out some guys. So is Georgia going to be healthy? What's Bauer's status? You know that kind of thing. So I, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be a key too. But if, if I'm Alabama, you know that dual threat quarterback can really, really hurt an aggressive defense like Georgia has. Now they're going to be prepared for it. I don't expect them to. Come try to blitz and run right past him. But uh, Milrow with his legs is going to be a key, I think, in the football game. If you had any coach in the nation uh, to get ready for one game defensively, 
Uh, wouldn't it be Kirby Smart uh, to get ready to, to defend Mill Road, to affect Mill Road, to, yeah. to, to bring two, bring five, uh, disguise coverages, to uh, create mistakes? I think Kirby Smart uh, and his staff there do the best job. Um, just your thoughts about that uh, as being yeah. a, a humongous I factor mean, in this game. Not just Kirby, it's Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp, too. I yeah, mean, those, yeah, guys, yeah. those guys get together. Now, the only other guy I'd probably take is Obviously, Coach Saban, you know, in that situation, but defensively. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a plan for it and all that. So then the question becomes, well, what do you do uh, to kind of counter that? Can you Are you hitting them with quick game? Or are you able to line up and run it with your running backs? Um, uh, the off-schedule plays, you know. And now, Georgia, if they had the defense they had in 2021 with Kobe Dean, who was an absolute eraser, that linebacker, super fast, they have fast, good players. Don't get me wrong. But are they as fast as they used to be for those off-schedule plays where it breaks down, middle row breaks contain, gets gets it with his legs and all that? I mean, you know, sometimes you, that's tough to stop because you're expecting pass. He scrambles out. He makes some guys miss, and he's got open field. Are you fast enough to keep it from being a 40-yard game and hold it to an 8-yard game? That's how Georgia's defense was in 2021. But now – you know, I think you got to be careful if you're the dogs on those off-schedule plays. Yeah, that. You're talking about going from eight to four, uh, which is would be a long jump, but also the first time that they've been beaten in 29, 29 30 games. Will this committee hash out things as a group, or will they end up uh, hashing out and then voting individually as to what where they should be? How does that work with, with Ben? You know, Coach, I don't know. I, I think it's probably a lot like a jury. You know, you, you want, you'd like to get a consensus on the jury and all that. And then if that didn't happen, though, you got to raise hands and vote. So I would assume that's how the process goes. I don't know enough about, like, you know, the voting that goes in the room, in the room and, you know, people recusing themselves, things like that. But I'm assuming what they do is talk and say, all right, well, here's kind of what everybody's thinking we think does anybody have objections and if somebody does like you know you sit there and, and grind it out but uh this is going to be the most interesting year i think if alabama wins because that's that's a big fly in the ointment uh and and, and it's it kind of stinks because you can't tell me that georgia still won't be one of the four best yeah i think they lose. yeah i think a six to three game is 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 Means that Georgia stays in it. I think a 35 to two, six game means Alabama's blowing them out. I think the score in the game has something to do with it. I, I honestly, I think the committee's already decided uh, okay. that uh, Alabama is not jumping Texas if Texas wins. That is not going to happen. Uh, and Alabama has to throw a touchdown the last play of the game almost to beat a team that's got blown out by New Mexico State. They are not going to put. Alabama over Texas. So they, they need Texas to lose. Uh, now will they put them over Ohio State and Oregon? Uh, if, well, probably if Oregon wins, they're in though, right, JC? So if Michigan wins, they're in. If Florida State wins, I think, I honestly think they're going to put them in. Uh, don't you? If they, win. they, they still love these undefeated teams. Well, they're, they're, fa- they're two and a half point favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't see why not, you know, or I, and then look with Oregon, 
if you go, let's say they beat Washington pretty good and they're nine and a half point favorite, then you so you you erase that loss if you're them. See, Bama was playing Texas in the SEC championship game. I don't think they're problem because you can erase the loss. But yeah. Georgia's different. I mean, I, that's a that's a tough question, but it does. You know, if you listen to the comments, it does seem like that uh, that head to head is going to matter quite a bit. And, and so, really, uh, at the end of the day, I know people say, "Well, that was early in the year," but it's this season. Really, at the end of the day, shouldn't it matter if you both only have one loss? And especially yeah. if it was on your home field. I mean, if if, if uh, Alabama had beat Texas, what would the fans be saying if, if Texas jumped Alabama? It really should matter, shouldn't it, JC? I know I'm in Tuscaloosa. I think, but. No, I, I'm with you, dude. I mean, I, I'm not uh, – I've always thought head-to-head should matter a little more. I mean, I remember even in basketball, you know, they I think they should count a little more because – uh, yeah, a few years back, Frank Martin's team, the one before the Final Four, won 24 games. They got left out of the tournament. Well, Tulsa got in and Vanderbilt got in. Gamecocks beat both of those teams by double digits. <laughs> uh, you know, and so that was, uh, so yeah, I'm a believer in head to head, really, uh, more so than maybe the metrics and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's still though, Sometimes it just is what it is. And Alabama, to me, is it would be if they win the game, one of the top four teams in the country. But we'll see. I mean, stranger things have happened. So we'll see. Uh, do you give Oklahoma State any chance to knock off Texas? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, look, Texas has been living dangerously. I know they blew Texas Tech out of the water. Um, but Oklahoma State's given them problems. They beat them last year in Stillwater. And uh, Mike Gundy, you know, all he does is win <laughs> – <laughs> and they're a hard-nosed team. I mean, they run the football pretty well. They could be problematic matchup-wise. And, uh, you know, they love beating Texas. And it would not surprise me. I mean, I, I don't think they're, we're going into this game going, oh, it would be a miracle if they stay with them. I think that's one. I mean, unlike Iowa, who has no chance. <laughs> I think Oklahoma State does have a Did chance. Did you see the over-under, Dad, and J.C. on this Michigan-Iowa game? No. 34 and a half. And Michigan's a twenty-one and a half point favorite. There, that should that might need to be your blue plate, right? There. Well, that's, that's what I, that's what I've already had, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you give Iowa no chance as good as they can play defense uh, with some mistakes or whatever. There, JC, none, none. none. All right. They're not gonna be able to move the ball at all. <laughs> I mean, and and you yeah. give Michigan a short field, things like that. Iowa does have a really good punter, but uh, I just I can't see it. They're using it a lot. They're ten and hey, 10. that Michigan. I'm I'm probably stopping discounting Michigan. I I I watch them every play against Ohio State. And I took Ohio State like an idiot, and they're just good. I mean, and they're physical. They're the they're they're the, they're kind of a throwback SEC team, to be honest with you. They're they've got just as many dudes as the Georgia or Alabama in those years where those teams are primarily running the ball, doing pro style stuff. I mean, they've they've got athletes. Uh, and, and especially defensively, and so they've got they've got enough. This is not not like last year's Michigan team is going to get caught with their pants down in the semis. What about Louisville, Florida State lines? Yeah, what about out. that? Who's going to win that one, JC? Yeah, see, I think I think the worst thing to happen to Florida State was probably Kentucky beating Louisville because it, mentally, you probably if you're FSU and and Louisville sitting there at eleven and one, sort of in the playoff mix, but not. 
you're probably sitting there taking them not lightly. <laughs> but, you know, you look at that loss to Kentucky and you're like, ah, these guys probably, you know, they've lost two games to, to teams they shouldn't have lost to. Uh, but you got to watch out because Jeff Brom in this situation where he's an underdog, he's dangerous. I mean, we all remember Purdue beat the snot out of Ohio State a few years ago. You know, Purdue won the division under him. And they lose some they shouldn't at Purdue, and that's followed through at Louisville. But as in this situation, he's a dangerous, dangerous coach. They've got personnel. They're good on defense, good on offense. So uh, Tate Rotomaker, um, your time to shine in Charlotte, man. you, you got to come with your A game because it, it could very well come right down to the wire. Um, when Texas A&M decided to part ways with Jimbo, you think they're okay where they landed with Elko? I know that may not have been the first choice. The Stoops thing is a little bit puzzling to me. Was there somebody, a couple of guys before that, maybe they dipped their toe in the water and they they said, hey, we'll pay whatever, and then they said no, and then they went to Stoops? Uh, How did that work, JC? I don't think so. I mean, I think I, they actually handled it like I would have. Okay. You know, I think at this point you need a football coach. And not that Jimbo at some point was not a very good football coach, but I think we can all agree he ain't coming off of his offensive scheme and it doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, you need better player development, you know, all that kind of stuff. And to me, Elko, I said at the beginning on JC Morgan, I was like, don't overthink this. Just go get that guy. Um, he's 46. He's a winner. He's proven it at all levels. He's a tough, hard nosed coach. Their defense is going to be elite. They'll have a great plan on offense to maximize their talent. Um, I, I think A&M sometimes thinks they are Georgia or Bama, uh, and they need to kind of recruit that way and, and act that way. But the wins just don't come. I think that the smart move here is to say, okay, we may not recruit in the top five. It may be top ten, but this guy's going to get us wins because he's such a great football coach. And I, I think that's what they needed to do. And I, I think Mark Soups falls in that category too. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you just got to admit, hey, look, you know, we're a we're right now, we're a less with more program. Why don't we try the more with less uh, approach and and put a premium on great coaching and, and being prepared and talent evaluation and development, all that, and then you combine that with the raw talent base that they bring in naturally. Uh, and you could win a championship there. So I, I think I think they got the right guy. What about, what about South Carolina? Those the Spencer. They got somebody you wouldn't say who. That's okay. Uh, are they are they going to be able to? Is he going to be able to hang in there? Well, next year's going to be a big year. You can't. Uh, I mean, you, you can you can hang a losing record up in year three, but you got to turn it around in this league. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say he's on the hot seat because I have no idea who they go hire or anything. But, um, you know, the, the, the quarterback they got, it was a true freshman this year. His name's Lenore Sellers. He's a guy that, that's dual threat, big arm. Uh, I mean, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy. So we'll probably have to wait till y'all see him play, but uh, he, he's going to be really, really good. He's an in-state kid. Um, you know, and they got, they got some needs. They got a hit in the portal. The NIL situation there has improved. Um, but they, they need some help. So they get to go sort of fill some holes on that roster. I think there'll be some coaching changes um, that get announced here next week, and away they go. The, the good news that next year, 
is the schedule changes dramatically. It's um, a lot of West teams. They don't, there's no Georgia. There's no Florida. There's no Tennessee. And that's the first time Ooh. in 31 years that's happened. Dude, that's big. Yeah. But you still have A&M, Missouri, Ole Miss, LSU coming in. And then they go to Bama. They go to Oklahoma. And then they go to Vandy and Kentucky. So there's probably four conference wins in there somewhere. They get three cupcakes plus Clemson. So you can get back to about seven and five, eight and five with that kid at quarterback having two more years. Uh, I think, I think, I think they'll be in the right direction, but I can't sit here today and tell you that I think it will or won't happen. I mean, a lot, so much depends on this offseason for uh, Shane Beamer or really this next month. You know, there's some things that need to be fixed and he's got to fix it. JC, when you had a radio show, did you have a delay button, like a dump button? We did. Uh, somebody, this is a Clemson fan, called up one day when I was on 1400 in Columbia. Uh, let, let me let me have let me have a little bit with some choice words, and we dumped it, delayed it. But with the podcast now, we don't because we're not really bound by SDC regulations. I mean, we can let a let a few cuss. You know, we don't ever say the f word or anything. But we can let a few swear words fly. Well, last week we didn't get to have you on, but Dad indicated uh, through a lot of his back channel sources um, that this is Nick Saban's last year. Uh, and so I wanted to kind of dump that for because I live in Tuscaloosa. People get mad at us when he makes these predictions. And he said Texas is going to beat Alabama and uh, a real influential guy in the state wanted to make sure he shook Nick Saban's hand because this was going to be it uh, for Nick Saban. Um, would that be a big story if that was true? Oh, huge. What if we, what if we, what if we broke that on inside the locker room? Would we, would we get some national recognition? Well, on my, on my message board on the bigspur.com, Wimp made it on the message board. Did he? Did. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was a post about it last week. Really? And, uh, mm. I didn't comment on it because I go on with you guys and I'm like, I'm not going to touch that one, but, uh, I'd be, it'd be, it would shake up college football. I mean, they've been so good for so long. I mean, the question would be, who do you get? Uh, do you call Dabo? Do you, do you go hire, try to hire Lane Kiffin? Do you, do you hire Dan Lanning? You know, I don't know. Um, that, that would be a, a, a problem I would not want to have right now if I were the Alabama admin. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. At the beginning of the year, I'd have probably, I'd have probably said, yeah, this looks like it. But it kind of Coach Saban looks like he's having fun now. I mean, he, he's one of those guys, if you hear him talk, it seems like he would like to have problems to solve more than having something on autopilot. It seems like he kind of relishes that. And See, I think you're looking at the exact wrong way. He's just enjoying it because he knows this is it. Maybe so. I mean, he's he's done one of his best coaching jobs this year, getting those guys rocking and rolling. I mean, they, they, they're undefeated in the SEC. Yeah. You know? Um you know, he's done a fantastic. I mean, this is this is one of his best coaching jobs because at the beginning of the year, it, it looked like this was it. But well, it's maybe not, we'll I call think. you if we find out for sure, figure out how we can capitalize on it because he and I we're we're not real smart about that. So I mean, we, yeah, we, I mean, we, yeah, we need yeah some it was. Help. We need help. Yeah, if it was, you know, if if it ends up being that way, you know, because the other question is, what does Coach Saban want to do next? Yeah, you, know, you hear a lot about game day. And yeah. ESPN and wanting to go do TV. Uh, and I think he'd be fantastic doing that. And, uh, you know, he's probably got plenty of money, you know, but, uh, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? My, my guess is it probably will not 
Um, if they do get in the playoff and win it, though, maybe. I, I don't know. No, it's just a gut feeling, and certainly Coach is more tied into it than I. <laughs> All right, JC, tell everybody where they can find you. All right, go download the Chief Sports app. It's on um, uh, Google Play. It's on uh, Apple. Uh, you can listen to JC and Morgan live every week. We didn't get the Monday morning show in this week because Mike's got basketball, so it's going to move around a little bit, but we do get to it. It's live. You can find the archive there. Also, download it on uh, iTunes, uh, iHeart, Audible, wherever you get podcasts. You can always get JC and Morgan. Also, JC and Morgan.com. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Thanks, fellas. All right. Uh, Alabama One, you want to uh, purchase a vehicle, your dreams, go get that loan out at Alabama One. The holidays are right around the corner, man. What a great gift. Uh, new vehicle it would be. Uh, rates as low as 3.99%. Terms are available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall uh, where you can find the car. They'll You can pick it out. They'll deliver it right there to you. Go to www.alabamaone.org. It is a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, the high for this afternoon around 61. Becoming cloudy tonight with rain moving in, the low 47. Tomorrow and Saturday, cloudy, rain likely both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 30 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. We appreciate those guys being a great sponsor of the seven o'clock hour. I get to the top of the hour break. Get back. We have Joe in. Uh, phone lines we've got lines open two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. This is tied one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tied one hundred point nine traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look seeing some congestion on Skyland at 69 South. No other problems, but if you see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA, the Nuggets knock off the Rockets 134-124. to Denver's 9-0 at home while Houston drops to 0-7 on the road. Nikola Jokic, a triple-double in the win for Denver. 32 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds. Clippers beat the Kings in Sacramento 131-117. to Lakers had the Pistons their 15th loss in a row, 133-107. Pelicans topped the 76ers 124-114. Wins for the Grizzlies, Raptors, and Magic Orlando's 1-8 straight. College basketball, number 17, North Carolina 
beat number 10, Tennessee, 192. Number 7, Duke lost at Arkansas, 80-75. to 14th ranked Texas A&M, a loser to Virginia, 59-47. to And St. Joseph's goes on the road, beats number 18, uh, Villanova, 78-65. In the NHL, the Rangers edged the Red Wings 3-2, was the Kings falling to the Capitals 2-1, and the Canadians were 4-2 winners over the Blue Jackets. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I want to thank Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew is my agent. Let him become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call, 205-722-9201. you looking for home, life, auto. You need renter's insurance. You need an umbrella policy. Whatever you need, Andrew will find the perfect fit for you. Once again, phone number 205 205- Seven two two nine two zero one. I get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Joe into the show. Morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Morning, morning. Barry, get your pencil okay. and put this in your billfold. Okay. I got I got another Jimbo Fisher prediction. Okay. Bobby Petrino will be your next coach at Arkansas, not this year, but next year. Okay. Okay. My other thing. Last week, I. I Hard to call you guys. Have you ever seen Sexton screw up more than he did with Stoops? But why? Why did he even think they would pay Stoops what he's making now at Kentucky? He's the most overpaid college coach in football. He is the eighth highest paid coach, and he has done nothing but beat Florida to earn it. But Sexton's cards fell backwards on him on that one. It was how much how much does Stoops make it? He's the eighth highest paid coach went for somewhere between eight and nine billion dollars. What did they had the coaches listed what did Sexton do wrong? What did did he do wrong, Sexton? He played his game where a source said this and a source said that. He calls those guys up. He's got his sources they start these rumors, Barry. It's all a bunch of bull crap, Barry. You don't think – I think that uh, it just had to go to the board to get approved. And they were saying that uh, – no, I don't know if it's true. That he had already gone to his staff and said that he was leaving. And then the board pushed back, and then the ex went crazy, just like uh, the guy at Tennessee was Shiano. And then they stopped it. It got, got out there too much. Uh, I think that's where they were going. You don't? No, yeah. I don't think so. those athletic directors said after the uh, oh, Ole Miss game, he, yeah. knew he was firing Jimbo. And then he said this, the day they fired Jimbo, we're not going to pay that kind of money again. <laughs> if you hire Stoops, you're paying that kind of money again. Mm, he got seven. It was plain and simple in black and white print, Barry. And then they started their games. But the man that made the decision in their board, they never committed to Stoops. Never committed to him. Stoops played the game with Sexton. Yeah. No, but what was Stoops trying to get out of it? More money from Kentucky? 
Oh, they why would you? Uh, yeah. They weren't going to give him any just, more money. That's what they usually do, though, Barry. They actually and were they found out happy Kentucky. if he left. <laughs> they not, found out Kentucky didn't want to give him no more money. Yeah. They probably want to get rid of him. Yeah. But anyway, hey, the next thing I got for you, Barry, you got to play the best to be the best. That's all I'll say about tonight. Yeah. But you can do that. Did y'all know that the Memphis Tigers have a chance to go 5-0 and against the SEC? They've done beat Missouri at Missouri's 15 points. They've done beat Arkansas on a neutral floor. They have Ole Miss Saturday, and I hope Beard can put this fire out. Because after Ole Miss, they've got Bandy at home, which they will win. And they've got Texas A&M at A&M, which I think they'll beat Vandy and A&M. I think Beard's our best chance. They ain't going to beat A&M at A&M. Very. I hope you're right. Where is this Ole Miss game? Ole Miss, Saturday. They just got a seven-footer eligible uh, transfer from Oklahoma State, two-time transfer, supposedly a big-time shot blocker Ole Miss did. Went, were you flipping back and forth between that game and Tennessee last night? Yeah. What did you think about that job he did? I, I, I thought it was very good, didn't you? Who's that? Ole Miss. Yeah. I didn't flip between that as much uh-huh. as I did Tennessee, North Carolina. And, yeah. And well, every time I had a commercial with Tennessee and North Carolina, I went over there and watched yeah. them. And yeah, he's done a good they job. They looked good. I told him and whoever picked them 10th to finish in the SEC, Man, these talking heads are pitiful. Well, they're Ten four, the they're four worse than he is, and he, he's going to be pretty good, though. He's going to be in the Mississippi yeah. State category. Joe, do you listen to all the shows on this station? Most of them. You and Barry catch a little of Martin, but I try to get y'all, but I, I admit you all last week. I Sometimes I have early tea times, and I don't get to listen to you. But, um, you know. So we try to, I mean, I think some of the shows, they try to just be, I mean, they just, have their Alabama glasses on, so whenever it's Alabama, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. we try to yeah. we try to tell you what we think is going to happen. Uh, That's what you, I like to listen. Do you think there's any way this committee would put Alabama over Texas if they both win? Look, Wimp nailed nailed it a while ago when he said this. It depends on how much Alabama beats. Georgia. I don't think it matters. I do. If that Let me tell you something. I had, guess, go. I had us, I had us beaten uh, Georgia two touchdowns before Ooh. the Auburn game. Ooh. And what happened at Auburn? God, that's a god awful. That's the first Auburn game I've watched all year. And all they did was run the football, and we couldn't stop them. And they were awful everywhere else. Awful. But is that, is play, that a Jim. bad take that that Alabama, the committee won't jump Alabama over Texas? Is that a bad take? Well, I said this. When Michigan played Ohio State that close, I knew there was a problem there. And then when we had to beat Auburn that way, I knew yeah, there was a problem. Yeah, there. that doesn't help. I mean, I, I think people would disregard that, that you had to throw, throw a – miraculous fourth and goal 31-yard pass to beat Auburn, the committee looks at that and says they're not one of the four best if they're having to do that, don't they? 
That's right. You give the committee an excuse to not put you in. Well, I'm just going, now I'm reasoning. I'm saying that we had an app message come in, uh, Fizzle says, how does Barry sound so confident in his prediction and what the committee will do? Does he know someone on the committee? Does he want Alabama in the playoff? Yeah. But I'm just trying to tell you, I don't think they're going to jump him over. I'm trying to get you ready. I know he, this is a neutral show when it comes to Alabama football, but geez, with exclamation points. Um, is that a bad take? I just don't, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think it's a bad take at all. You're just being open minded and honest. And I'm the same way. I'm, gosh, we've been sitting at eight all along. They yeah. got us right where they want us. They don't have to put us in unless we do it to Georgia. And I mean, do it right. Yeah. Who's you gonna, agree? Who's going to win? Alabama. They're going to beat Georgia? And hey, Barry, you made a great point today. Let me come back on you a minute. Ole Miss and Georgia. Ole Miss drove the ball straight down the field. Two straight drives. Did you see the sideline after that? On Georgia's sideline. Did they start doing some mixing and Owen over there? Oh, man. They had all <laughs> Kirby was in it. Must champ and the regular defensive coordinator. They had them in a huddle, and I mean, they were getting it. I mean, they were in their face. You don't, you, you didn't, you don't remember that. You didn't say that. No, I, yeah, but, I think that I think Kirby's the best. When you get ready for a game uh, to to affect the quarterback, uh, he's the best. Uh, they'll come at you from everywhere. Uh, it looks like there's. I remember the one year it looked like they had twenty guys on the field. Uh, now I don't know their defense as good as it's been in the past, but uh, he's pretty good. Hey, Kirby's starting to grow on me. He was born in Montgomery. His daddy coached in Alabama. But he came, one he came to my games. I know he's taking you long enough, Joe. Me. He's only one back to back national championships. But let me say this: when I started liking him a lot more, was after we kicked their you know what, and they went to him at, at, after the game. You remember what he said? No. No. You don't remember? No. He said, they have Bryce Young. He is the best player on the football field tonight. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. He didn't have to say that. He's covering for himself, but that was the truth. And I've I've respected him a lot more ever since then. But, Wimp, you nailed it. It depends on how much we beat him. I mean, we got to. Beat them as bad as we can. That's all I'm worried. I'm worried about my blue plate right now. I don't know where to go. Jumping Texas guys. I hate to tell you all that. Hey, Wimp, you said yeah. something about Michigan while ago on thirty something points. I kind of like that cool. one. That one. Wimp, after they get up two or three touchdowns, it's a nothing game. Wimp, they don't want to get nobody hurt. That's a lot of more points to score. Wimp, you yeah, gotta think about that. Twenty-two points is a lot of points. I, I, mean, I kind of like. I kind of like. Oh, uh, just twenty-two. I, I thought y'all said thirty-two. No, no the, over, the over/under is thirty-four and a half. What does that mean? Okay. Total points scored. Total points scored. Both teams. Yeah, that's a low no. number. You would think Michigan you, would get that 30. game, Wimp. Huh? You know that game. That they know they're going to win it. it. Just depends on. Yeah. How, how, how you like Florida State? Florida State gives two and a half. I, I kind of like Louisville in that. Well, I did too. Did they played the Stoops and got beat by Stoops? Yeah, where would that come? Of course, now JC made a great point when when Brian wants to get up like he did for Purdue over over Ohio State that year. 
He's a good coach. He really is. I think State made a great hire. Don't y'all think they made the best hire they could make? Probably. Yeah, they can't get anybody. Can't Who are you bragging about for, for that? Who did you say? Mississippi State, Levy. Yeah, but before that, you said something about something. About something. Oh, God, he let Stoops beat him. Oh, at yeah. Kentucky, look, I mean, where did that's like Alabama and Auburn went? Where did that come from? He's a nine million dollar coach. Who am I going? Who am I going to pick? I, I'm, I'm like, I got to figure that out. I ain't got long. <laughs> did you win last week? Yeah, oh sure. Did you win last week? He took Oklahoma. Barry, Barry never brags on I me. You know, I pull a, I pull a game out of the hat, and Barry says. Oh, he's probably going to bet on Troy. Oklahoma minus hey. 10. They won by 60. <laughs> hey, Wimp, tell the yeah. truth. The only time Barry mentions your blue plates when you lose. That's <laughs> not true. That's yeah, not true. Yeah. He ain't missing it much then because I've been winning. That's not true. <laughs> I actually oh, listened to Digger. I told him to take Texas over to Digger. He convinced me to tell everybody to take Texas over Texas Tech. He was right. So, hey, uh, so Austin's number one in 7A? They're not, no, Huntsville's number one, but, uh, they did beat, uh, they beat, uh, you know, uh, Buckhorn, Buckhorn, Buckhorn. yeah, with Caleb Holt, they beat Buckhorn. So they're really, really, really good. So we'll see. Is Caleb the real deal? Is he that, he's top 10 right now? He's only a sophomore. Um, you know, he was the MVP of the state tournament last year. So he's, plays with USA basketball. They say he's a top 10. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I hadn't seen, I haven't been out on the AAU circuit to see guys. He's talented, very talented. So. Hey, let me ask you one, one more quick question. Is Walters getting more minutes than y'all thought he would at Alabama? He, he's not. He's he's in the top nine. Yeah. He can't, well, he's he can't the, guard you, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. He needs to make okay. threes because he's going to give up a bunch. Yeah, he needs to make threes and give up twos. Thank you, Joe. Thank you all. All right, we'll take a break here. I got a... Uh, a clip I want to play. I got two clips. Uh, one from one of Louisville's basketball players. It is, it will blow your mind as to why he did not play in the first half when we get back from break. This is Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, the high for this afternoon around 61. Becoming cloudy tonight with rain moving in below 47. Tomorrow and Saturday, cloudy, rain likely both days. Maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Well, welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I don't really have you hear something. Uh, when I heard this last night, I thought it had to be a joke. Uh so Louisville, uh, with coach Kenny Payne, we know how bad they were last year. I think they yeah. won what three or four games. Uh, they've won four this year. Uh, they did, uh, knock off Bellarmine last night. Noah, uh, Noah, do you know where Bellarmine is? It's in Lexington. It's in Lexington. All right. So they beat Bellarmine 73 to 68. Uh, one of their players, Tyler Johnson did not play in the first half. 
there, could you want to gather a guess why he did not play in the first half? Josh, I have no idea. <laughs> Noah knows. Uh, well, I'm going to let you hear what Kenny Payne said in the press conference as to why Talir did not play in the first half. And I want to see how you would have handled this situation. Kenny Payne ain't going to make it. Play it, Noah. Yeah. You ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the taste that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the taste that he wanted, that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. Didn't have the what? Oh, yeah. The right. I don't even know. He did not have the right. But you know what tights are. You know, people yeah. don't wear jockey straps anymore. Yeah. They wear tights under their yeah. shorts. Yeah. And they did not have the right tights for Talur. So he did not think he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So he was not going to play in the first half because he did not have the right tights. Now, he, Kenny Payne, this is where he messed up. Oh, he, he plays this guy in the second half. Oh. He plays him in the second half. He this guy does not want to play, Noah, because he does not have the right Tights. Have kids changed? Or have we changed? Like, I would have told that guy, go, go to your locker right now. Hey, I would have told the, uh, manager, go get a trash bag and tell him to put everything in his locker in the trash bag and get the crap out of my locker room and go home. He is no longer going to play another game. Well, you match. know, that's what I, you know, that's what I've done. <laughs> Girl, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't, uh, and Kenny Payne's Kenny Payne's pretty stupid for you know he's stupid anyway. He shouldn't have said he shouldn't have said it in the press conference. Well, no, of either. course he shouldn't. He's, and he said, I sh- "Whenever you say no, I shouldn't say this." Then don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. All right, now terrible. He did not have the right tights. You don't have the right tights. I ain't playing. Can you imagine? No. All right, now David Pollock. He was on, I think it was with our boy Mike Griffith. He was on a podcast, and uh, he's created, made some Alabama people mad. And I honestly am not sure that he's not right. Play it, uh, Noah. Yeah, I heard it. Here's what I can say clear-cut about this game when I start to give an advantage. The better coach is clearly Kirby Smart. Clearly. Now I have enough evidence. They're not going to get penalties. They're not going to turn the football over. They're not going to beat themselves. What have we seen from Nick Saban in Alabama the past several years? That mm-hmm. discipline that we once saw that was elite of elite has eroded. Penalties up. Turnovers have been more consistent. Like, the one thing I do know, and I know nobody wants to hear that, and I'm sure everybody's going to be like, oh, you went to Georgia. No, Kirby's the better coach right now. Is he right? Well, I don't think you go by the better coach in one game. I think both of them are good coaches. I don't think one's better. I'm not big on saying one somebody's better than the other one, so I, I can't. Yeah, that. I don't get into well. He's he's going to have to out coach him. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to put your out coach. You got to you know, put your players in position to make plays. If you see a wrinkle here or there. Uh, and so everybody goes, yeah, well, Nick Saban's four and one against him. He's the goat. He's, he, um, you know, it, Georgia's football team is more disciplined, uh, right now on the field. They have been the last year or two. Alabama, unfortunately, has been an undisciplined football team on the penalties with turnovers. Um, 
And so that part is correct. Uh, he's, he's stupid. No wonder he lost. No one that kicked him off game today. No, I think he's pretty. He's just being honest. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think. I think he really believes that. Uh, yeah, I think he does too. Yeah, I uh, just don't. I just don't think he get into that myself. But. Well, I mean, he's on a podcast. Uh, so these guys get on these podcasts. And I don't. He's just giving the coaching advantage, uh, to Kirby Smart in this particular game, but that's, that's a humongous change from what people said in the past about Kirby though, correct? Yeah, it's the preparation advantage. The, the preparation that you have for you bring down your analyst into the room with your offense and defense and discussion that you have. He's got some mighty smart guys over there. One guy's going to Syracuse as the head coach. He's got, Dan Lanning, who was no, it was good at one time. I think he has preparation. He might have preparation advantage a little bit. Yeah, um, another guy just sends in on the app. I don't think the committee will jump Bama over Texas if they both win. I think the key is Florida State, uh, and would they jump Texas and Bama over them? Uh, so they're looking for Florida State to lose uh, here. Now I think if that happens. Uh, then I think in Alabama wins, um, then I feel like they got a good chance at that point. Uh, but you got to have Florida State uh, lose. I think they'll jump them. I think the I can't decide about this Florida State game. I've studied best I can. It's two and a half. All right, uh, let's get back to the. We got you got cut off earlier. Get back to the uh, Alabama one hotline. Get Tom back in the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. How um, y'all? He had on the, they didn't have the right tights for that guy to wear. You know, that uh, the fact that he let him even sit on the bench, <laughs> I mean, he would have never made it out of the locker room, Coach Sanderson. <laughs> he told that right. <laughs> and you know what? Everybody at Alabama would have been 100% behind you for that decision. Unless it was, <laughs> unless it was Robert Ory. But, but Robert Oyler had some ball. I, I said, how about this? I suspended him for the first game of the SEC tournament. Sure <laughs> In did. Nashville. Sure did. You want to hear another true story about Robert Ory, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was not having a good practice. Uh, he smarted off to my co-host on this show. Not Robert Ory. Yes, he did. Robert had a little, Robert was really, really smart. Oh, uh, I don't know what he, I don't and so he, 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 you know, he, he could have a reason as to why, but nobody really wants to hear your reason, but Robert would, he would share his reason. So dad threw him out of practice. <laughs> and, uh, I won't tell you what he said to dad when he walked out. Cause that, but as he walked out, there was a trash can right by the portal where you walk out that portal, you know, over there. And he took <laughs> right. his shoes. He had his shoes in his hand, and he dropped them in the trash can no. as he walked out. And, uh, <laughs> so Dad was being so screaming at him, get out, you know, get out of here, don't ever come back, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then he went over to his assistant, Kevin Gray, and went there and whispered in his ear, said, don't you let him leave this building. You know how sometimes you want to be real tough in front of everybody, but then you go to the guy and say, now, look, oh, sure. I, I ain't really getting rid of him. Make sure, don't let him oh, leave. Oh, no, I wasn't going to get rid of him. Yeah. No, he he just dropped his shoes in the trash can, Tom. Yeah. I, I, I said, I'm done. I'm glad I didn't say that. I probably kicked him off the team. <laughs> 
He probably coach, I'll tell you what, there's good coaching and then there's great coaching. You know what category I'm going to put that one in? Great coaching. <laughs> yeah, we were running sprints. He didn't want to run. And so when he got it, I made him come back out and run his sprints. Hey, but his, his logic was, why should I have the same time as Spreewell? If he's running 100% and I'm running 100%, then he's going to run it faster than me. So I, should, so have, I, I so. should have a different time. Yeah. Time. Well, you know, uh, since you brought it up, I used to work in uh, South Louisiana, and I listened to a radio station out of Houston. And uh, and Robert Ory, I don't know if everybody knows about it. Robert Ory was a hero when he was in Houston. They loved him down there, and uh, Big show. and all the morning radio shows, man, they would do anything to get Robert on there, right? Because he was such a great radio guy. He would come on there real easy going, you know, never flustered. People could say things to him; it didn't bother him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a great guy, and and they labeled him as having uh, ease, E A S E, and they said Robert is just full of ease, and they finally nailed it down. You know, his parents were teachers, and and they said that's why he was comfortable in any situation, his way his mother and daddy raised him, and. Uh, but it's interesting, but he was a hero down there. I was gonna, can I, I want to say something about Pollock, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Now, his assessment is off. I sent him a message this morning uh, when I read that. I said, David, you, you're way off base. Why, you're why? why is he off? Well, wait a minute. I'm going I'm to tell you why. Okay. And I said, you're making yourself look like an idiot. <laughs> and And here's why. You are assessed. You're comparing Kirby to Coach. Now, Kirby is a great coach. There's no doubt about it. And uh, and I said, I told him, I said, you're you're making the assessment about his coaching ability. And everybody has said for the last five years, the Eastern Division of the SEC is not as good as the Western Division of the SEC. Coach Saban's been on top of the Western Division forever. Ever since there's been divisions, and Alabama's been on top of the uh, divisions, and and now you're making an assessment against somebody that's in an inferior division but has been successful. Now, I'm not saying it's easy over there, but it's not apples to apple here, and that's where you're making your mistake. I sent him that message. But you didn't listen to what he said. He said... His team uh, is more disciplined than That's the only thing you heard. That's the only thing you heard. But is that, not, is that, that not true? Is that true? This year? Yeah. There has been some undisciplined uh, errors, but it's because no, of no, you. No, no, Tom. Is Georgia more disciplined on the field than Alabama? There, I can't answer that. <laughs> I guess you can. Doesn't mean you're criticizing Coach Saban. They just. I hadn't watched Georgia. I had watched one game they played in. I don't know what they are. Well, then how do you know that Kirby? Then what he said is not right if you hadn't watched them. I, I go by results. Well, they're undefeated. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm saying in the Eastern Division. That's what I'm saying. He's making an assessment on somebody that's not near. 
the competition level than it is where Coach Saban coaches. Okay. He's saying that Kirby. Is I mean, the at the end of the coach. day, they're both great. I mean, you know, it's like, do you like a, do you like a Mercedes or a BMW? I mean, you love them both, right? Yeah, I do. I respect uh, Coach Smart a lot. Let me tell you something that I tell Georgia people uh, around here all the time. Well, you know, I love Coach Smart because he was here twelve years, and we won a lot of football games with him. I respect that. I respect what he's done in Georgia, too. He's just not the greatest coach of all time. Kirby Smart works. He's made more money he can ever spend and still works like an assistant, like he's he's trying to make his next dime. Uh, most guys, when they have the success that he's had, they stop working. This guy hasn't stopped working yet. And, I, and, Nick, Saban he hadn't, and Nick Saban hadn't either. He worked. No, those he loved, guys he work. He reminds me, uh, you know, Nate Oates, uh, Coach Oates reminds me of Coach Saban and, and, and Coach uh, Smart. They do it because they absolutely love it. They love having their own yep. team, being able to run the show. That's right. And they love it. That's right. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. See you all. All right, Dad. Tony, we'll get to you. we get back from break. Uh, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that are outstanding, attorneys that can help you if you have a problem. If you have a, a injury and you feel like that injury could have been avoided, then three four five one two three four is the number you need to call. And Prince Glover and Hayes will visit with you on telephone, and they'll have you over to seven one Ricemine Road and visit with you in person. I think that you'll find they'll represent you in the right way. Prince Glover and Hayes three four five one two three four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. They didn't have the right tights, Noah. So he said, "I ain't no tights." I ain't playing. It's Tide 100.9. It's the home of sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see congestion, though. Merlene southbound on the bridge into downtown. 43 southbound at McFarland. 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Towns of Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns of Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Liberty. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can pull up right on the website. You can start the financing, everything right there. You look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service right there on the website. That new Grand Highlander is one of those hot uh, SUVs. It's out there a little bit bigger than the other Highlander. They got great trucks. The, of course, the Camrys. All They got a ton of inventory out there on the lot. So swing by. Uh, Skyland Boulevard, just go right to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. All right, get to Tuscaloosa Toyota Hotline, get Tony in. Good morning, Tony. Hi, Tony. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Good. How are good. you, Tony? Excellent, excellent. Um, Coach Anderson, um, what, what games are you, uh, uh, are, is it just the playoff games or is it, who, who, I mean, what selection do you have to choose from? Well, I'm just going right now, I'm going with a, with trying to go with the playoff games. Um, yeah, um, I don't want to sway your picks at all, but I, I'm kind of on board with, uh, Barry. I, I personally, I think Texas is going to drop the hammer on Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I, I think. They've got something to prove, and the line went up. It, it went up. It went up. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen's on oh, my did. board. I'm looking again. It went up uh, this morning. I'm gonna look again before we get. Oh, I think Tony. I hmm. think you might have. Uh, why is it going up like that? Fifteen and a half. Why is it going up? Because everybody, I guess, they're jumping on Texas. Well, I know that, but I'm saying I, I, because they see. I think. I look. I, I don't think they had to do what they did to Texas Tech. I, I don't know how long they kept their starters in against them. But you beat a, a team by 50, at the end of the year, they have something to prove. And yeah. that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to sway some committee members that, hey, look at us. We beat this team by 50. And I think it was whoever it was struggled with them earlier in the year. I think it may have been Oregon. Well, um, I've, I like, I've won nine games, I think. I'd like to have it at 10. If we, I don't know if we oh, do it yeah. more or not. So, let's see. Yeah. Um, well, Barry, and I agree with you. I, I don't think that Alabama jumps. Texas, I think that in the event Alabama wins and the event Texas win, I think they both get in four or five or three four. I'm sorry, um, uh, yeah, but somebody's gonna be upset because I, I I think Georgia. Listen, here's the deal: when you keep Alabama at number eight and you know they play number one, it seems to me that losing to a number eight team in the country is worse than losing to say Michigan, Ohio State, two versus three. So that that can justify them dropping them, which will be four spots and raising Alabama four spots if that's what indeed happens. Yeah, I'm just kind of that's, surprised they left Ohio State at six. Uh, I don't see it. I think Alabama would jump Ohio State, don't you, Tony? I, oh, yeah, I do. Yes, sir. I, I don't – but simply they're not playing. I, I was kind of surprised they got in last year. Well, if we got um, a 22-21 game in Oklahoma and Oregon and Washington, would both of them get in? No, I don't think so. I, I, if you if you look at their their schedule, um, and and really, it, honestly, I know Oregon scoring a lot of points. Yeah, Guys, I think they've only beaten one top twenty five team. Yeah, and I, had, I think I may be wrong. Oregon, Michigan, uh, Oregon, Michigan, and Georgia got the three worst schedules. Is Florida State in if they win? I want to say yes, Coach, but I I, I really do believe it, it. It depends on what happens between Alabama, Georgia. And Texas and Oklahoma State, and it depends on how good. Now, look, you can say, "Hey, they beat a," but I'm going to be honest. Losing to Kentucky hurt Florida State. Uh, Louisville did. Uh, I think it hurt them a little bit uh, because if, what, what if they only beat them by two, two or three? Then you really have a dilemma on your hands. Do we take an undefeated ACC team who really hadn't beat a lot of teams either, and they just beat a team that Kentucky manhandled pretty much? By two or three. Now, if they slaughter them with a backup quarterback, then yeah, I, I, I do think they get in. I don't know what would happen then, guys. It could be a yawner. Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins, and Florida State wins. There'll be nothing to watch. There you go. Be That's exactly watch, right. Because they'll all be in, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. 100%. And it, it, it all depends on what region they want, what team in, and it would go from there as far as the, the matchups they, they would produce. Yeah. So obviously, to me, they would have the Pac-10 and the uh, Big Ten winner in, out on the West Coast like the old Rose Bowl days. So I think they would put them 2-3. Yeah, they'd leave it the and exactly somebody else it You'd have Georgia, Florida State playing and Michigan, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, guys, let me ask you one other thing. Uh, Coach, where, where are we at right now, in your opinion, on the top, I guess, top four teams in the SEC? Is Arkansas as, as strong as they looked 
against uh, I don't know. They I they were a little bit better than normal last night. I think they're a good team. I, I hadn't seen them play really well. Kentucky's good. Uh, Tennessee yeah. is up and down. Alabama's good. Um, Auburn is, you know, okay, good. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's about like I said, A and M's got us going there somewhere. There, there's six teams in the league. Uh, I think I've named five of them. Six teams: uh, Alabama, Auburn, and Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and A and M. Of the, of the six best, the four worst are Vanderbilt, South Carolina. South Carolina's undefeated. Yeah, I know. I think South Carolina's going to struggle. Um, Vanderbilt's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do matchup wise, I don't think we match up very well. Do how do we match up with Creighton? I don't. I, I, I don't, I don't think we match up. Well I, I think there, the toughest either. game. I think the toughest game for Alabama. Everybody's going to say Purdue, and uh, I won't argue with them. I think it's Arizona. I, I would say I would think Arizona's the toughest. Me Arizona's too. played the, the most consistent. Uh, you know, they're, Purdue's been fortunate to get by in a couple of games. They've got a very good team. The guys is something else, but uh, I think Arizona would be the, would be the toughest game for Alabama in, in the non-conference schedule. Well, do y'all think the biggest loss this coming into this year was Betty Yako? Now knowing what you see, well, I think that Alabama doesn't have a great inside game. They were they were eighteen points uh, made by by uh, Clemson, who was darn good uh, inside mm-hmm. uh, more than Alabama. Alabama's hitting from the outside. Yes, the, the dribble penetration and lob pass, which was so good by uh, what, well, Coach. We name? missed a. It looked when I watched it, we missed a lot of putbacks. We missed a lot of short yeah, yeah. layup type situations, especially yeah. the kid from South Dakota State or North wherever he's from. Yeah. Uh, I I and, and the other guy y'all talked about that doesn't play any defense. Um, other Walters. tall white guy. Uh, it looks like a stretch forward. Yeah. yeah. He, he missed a lot of putbacks, guys. We, I don't know. If we get that cleaned up, I think we're we're right there at the end of the game with Clemson, if not not in the lead. But we yeah, missed I think a so. lot of putbacks. Yeah, they're playing at home. You have a uh, you have. Uh, of fourteen games are played, ten of them are home home court wins. And the SEC, yeah. ACC, it, it, it's unbelievable. I got it. I got out last night, and I made it. And I figured out the number of, of the first game, the number of free throws that the the home team shot in those games. And it was ridiculous compared to what the what the business team shot. <laughs> you know, uh, well, Alabama got a terrible matchup with Clemson. If they'd have played. Anybody like a Duke or North Carolina, you'd have sold that place out. You know, the part, the is, yeah, you come to the games because you want to see the other team play. And then when, I know people are tired of me saying this, but when you turn on the Auburn game last night and you look at all those, and people say, well, you have more fans in the stands at Alabama. When you have all those kids around that court and they're, it's the environment is just, so who wouldn't want to play in that environment? And those kids are going to play unbelievable. We got to fix it. They got to fix it uh, for Coach Oates and those guys. Uh, Coach, I, I I couldn't agree more. And you're exactly right. They have a a very very good home court advantage. Where I, I don't think Alabama does. There are times that Alabama does. Uh, don't get me don't get me wrong. I, I think uh, when we played Baylor, we had a good home court advantage. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 situational to me. It's it's whenever that other team coming in is either ranked higher or a really good basketball team, we're not expected to win or expected to be close. Um, well, let me ask y'all: Do y'all do y'all think this team is better than uh, coach's team from two thousand and twenty one? 
Uh, the team I think was that, uh, I'm not, I'm what, not sure. What eight seed? Uh, no, uh, I just don't think they have a guy like Herb Jones. You know, just you know, take a guy out defensively. Was Herb on that team? He was on that team, right? No, no, no. It's the team that had Betty Yako. I think oh. it was his first year here. Okay. All those teams um, run together. Um, yeah, I can't. I, yeah. don't know. I, I, can't, I can't compare. I don't know who I was. Who I was on that team? You had, um, if I'm not well, a lot of them left. I I, I know that the 25 year old point guard was on there still. <laughs> the guy that's <laughs> yeah. in Memphis, he right. was there. But this, I, I, I this team, Nick Pringle, uh, he's not playing well. Uh, you know, he's probably a backup that's starting. And then Ryland Griffin's got to play better. He's just not shooting the ball very well uh, at all. And he's got to be their, their glue defensively. Uh, right now they're getting just a – they're just getting manhandled, especially those post guys inside. They're so skinny they can't guard those guys in the paint uh, that, that are yeah, really physical. Yeah, they got pushed around yeah. pretty severely yeah. the other night. Well, which, gentlemen, y'all have a good rest of the week. Uh, Coach, good luck on your pick. We played. I'll be listening. Thank you. All right. Thank All you. All right. We'll take the break here and get back. Lola will release the blue play special. I believe he's eight and four, right? Check me on that, Noah, when we get back from break. Yeah, going for win. I thought, I thought it was nine. No, we'll look. I think it's eight, but it might be nine. We'll check on it. All right. Let's tie 100.9. Let's see home of be. Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see congestion, though. Merlene southbound on the bridge into downtown. 43 southbound at McFarland. 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. In the Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today. The high for this afternoon around 61, becoming cloudy tonight with rain moving in below 47. Tomorrow and Saturday, cloudy, rain likely both days, maybe a few thunderstorms as well. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimpin Berry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama1.org to find all the different products and services. They're looking for the mortgage, looking for the car loan, looking for uh, the credit card. They got it all right there for you at Alabama1. All right, the uh, Chuck Wilkins says I'm nine and four. Chuck Wilkins, uh, yes, you are nine and four. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, this blue plate special is brought to you by Chuck Norwood and Remax uh, down the Gulf yeah. Shores, uh, Orange Beach area. You're looking to purchase a uh, condo down there. Looking to uh, sell one. There's only he's one. He's getting rich on me. He's getting rich on you. He, but Chuck, uh, he's got to start betting with his heart. He gets games. He yeah, wants well, he, does, he's, he, he, he does that. But, uh, yeah, well, Remax, Remax has gotten a, a ton of, ton of advertising out of this deal. He's, he stole this deal from us. <laughs> well, give him a winner. Give Chuck a winner. Uh, no, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to go with Texas. Uh, I, I I don't know who to go with, but I'm going with Texas. Fifteen and uh, a half. This, yeah, fifteen and a half. Mm. Uh, a lot of points, uh, but that's that's who I'm going by. Going with, I, I guess probably because they beat Texas Tech so bad, and that's not a, that's. I, I don't know if that's good or not. I almost went with the Florida State deal and, and took Louisville and didn't. The rest of them I'm scared of. You know, you scared me off Michigan. 
a little bit with a, with a total total number. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, and hopefully I <clears throat> get double digit wins. <clears throat> Barry, you say it's fifteen or fifteen and a half. Well, it's, it's reading fifteen and a half right now on ESPN uh, dot com. So, um, all right, Michigan. Mine says fifteen on uh, on CBS. Okay. All right, uh, so put Michigan in there, not Michigan, uh, Texas. And actually that game is, uh, 11 o'clock kick ABC, uh, on Saturday. Uh, so I'm going to look at, uh, on the dessert plate here. I'm going Iowa. I'm going to take 21 and a half, uh, Noah. 21 and a half. Don't feel great about it, but, uh, there's no great games to pick. I, I do think Florida State will lose, uh, this weekend. I don't know though. Is Louisville any good? They're 10 and 2, 7 and 1. That, yeah, that, Louisville's pretty good. I studied them. They're pretty good. That, that Kentucky I game scares you. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you took Michigan after you talking me out of it. Uh, well, I just think the, tw- well, I didn't, were you talking about, but I'm taking the, I'm not taking Michigan. I'm taking Iowa. Oh, you take an hour. Yeah, I'm taking oh. tw- twenty-one and a half. Oh. That's four touchdowns. You got to oh, get. Oh, you take an hour. You yeah. didn't say that. You said you was taking Michigan. To start with. Yeah. Uh, so Iowa. I'm taking Iowa for the dessert play. Well, just take whoever whoever wins. <laughs> yeah, I'll confuse them uh, and take whoever wins there. Uh, all right. Uh, we appreciate uh, tomorrow. We got uh, Mike Griffith with Dog Nation. We always. Ooh. We got Mike Griffith tomorrow is going to be a stir up mess. What are we going? What are we going to stir him up about? I don't know the Georgia game. Is he, I wonder who he thinks is a better coach. Well, you can ask him because he, he he can stir up the world now. Um, I don't know. He likes Nick Saban though. He likes Alabama. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, we and, got a good guest tomorrow. He makes his money day. off Georgia. Uh, we'll also have um, Coach Sonny Smith will join yeah, us. He won't so. even know who's playing. Does he know that Alabama's in the championship game? No, he's, I saw. Him, I think he was on the on the on the sideline last night at that game. Was he? I couldn't uh, tell. It's a pretty good environment down there last night, wasn't it? Yeah, great, great yeah. environment. Yeah, uh, Arkansas had a great. Well, I'm not surprised they Arkansas didn't, stormed the field. Stormed the court. I'm surprised they didn't send Duke or North Carolina here with Alabama winning the championship and all. I mean, Clemson. I know Clemson really was a good name. Uh, good team, not, you know, not a name you respect that much in basketball, so it didn't help the crowd. I think that if you'd had Duke in here or something, I think they could have sold it out. So they should have done a better job. Duke sell them out everywhere. Yep. All right. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. Gary's in and ready to roll. So the Blue Play special is in. I'm not, uh, I'm not as confident about the Blue Play special this week. It's a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. <laughs>